finally reached this milestone. Welcome to the St. Canard Files of Darkwing Up podcast. I'm your host, Will Santana. And I'm not a darndest thing. I'm Mike Russo. <laughs> What's going on, Mike? I'm good. Oh my God. I can't believe we got there. Yeah, man. Um, is it bittersweet for you? Yeah. It, you know what's funny? It feels like this has taken forever, and it also feels like we just started yesterday. Man, uh, it's bittersweet, but I think it's way more bitter than sweet for me. Yeah, you think so? You. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like, it, it's kind of sad to me, you know, like, th- this is the end of, like, us uh, reviewing episodes, you know? Well, I gotta say, it's been enjoyable watching an episode and then watching it again and taking the notes and getting ready to record it. And like, I just enjoyed talking about each episode. Okay. And now we now we can't do it anymore. Nah, it's a wrap, man. You know, maybe maybe there'd be some we might want to redo down the road, but I think I think they're all good. I'm satisfied with our results, man. Oh, me too. And I think it was fun that we got to do this during a pandemic. It gave us something to do. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine going through last year without this podcast to occupy our time. So it's definitely bittersweet. I agree with you. Okay. Well, you know, Mike, let's give people history. We never told people publicly how this podcast and how me, you even came about, man. You want to do that? No, we've made like jokes about it, but we actually haven't talked about it. No, you're right. Yeah. You know, well, uh, for people who don't know, I actually originally um, had another podcast. It was called the Chameleon Media Podcast. And we talked about movies and trailers and pop culture and stuff. But it really wasn't what I wanted to do. Uh, Darkwing was something I really, really wanted to touch on. The problem is I don't have any peers that watch Darkwing Duck, you know? And meanwhile, <laughs> I was off on the uh, Darkwing Duck Forever Facebook group reviewing episodes every yeah. day. Like 27 years today, they actually aired, like writing all these long reviews of every single episode. And I remember that. I used to look forward to reading those, man. Um, they started off as a single <laughs> paragraph. And by the end, they were like these ridiculously long analyses of each episode. It was crazy. Yeah. So, you know, I wanted to do a Darkwing podcast, and but I didn't know where to start. I didn't know where to go. But, I, you know, with podcasts, you got to have the right calls. So... Yeah. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to look. I had no clue. So I joined that Facebook group and I just kind of watched it for about a good six, seven months or so. Just watched it. And I I had a few people, but the thing was, I didn't know any of you guys personally in that group. Nobody. Uh, So I randomly put up a post. Who is the most knowledgeable person in this group for Darkwing Duck? Mike. (laughs) You won hands down. There were some other people who were nominated. Um, one, I think, was a pretty good person. Beltran was n- mentioned in there. Beltran, I don't know his knowledge of Darkwing, but I know he's a hardcore collector of Darkwing. Yeah, uh, yeah but for something like this, you have to have the knowledge. Mm-hmm. That I, I was unsure, but your name came up. So, Mike, uh, you never knew this, but I'm, I'm sure you caught on. I sent you some messages, and I kind of tested you. <laughs> yeah you did you know how'd you and, do that uh just asking you some questions you know seeing if you were interested and then like you know i wanted your your messages i wanted to see how articulate you were you know right and i was like i found my guy <laughs> yeah well i always wanted to do something like this um mm-hmm. but i don't have the technical know-how i mean you do all the editing you're the mm-hmm. tech you're, you're you're the technical guy and i've done 
blogs before, but I didn't want to do one on Darkwing Duck because it's just that's just a lot of writing. Yeah. And nobody reads blogs anymore. Um, so this was like perfect. Mm-hmm. Like I jumped on this really quick. I didn't hesitate. Yeah, within a week you had your mic, you was ready to roll, you know. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people also don't know it was several months before we started. All we the needed to mm-hmm. we needed to get all the right equipment and familiarize ourselves with each other. Yeah, we people don't even know we probably did like eight practice episodes, man. Somewhere yeah, around that, six to eight. That, that very first episode we dropped, we tested that one like six to eight different times. Mm-hmm. Just just our intros, how to figure that out. Now it's like we could do it in our sleep. Yeah. Back then it was nervous trying to like figure out exactly how to do it. Yeah, you know, we had to get a logo. We had to create a Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we, we just had to get the ball. It took a while, man. Like a lot of people don't know. Like it was so hard for me to keep this a secret. Yeah, then we had to find the hosting site. Then we had to get the podcast on all different apps. Yeah, it, it, it was a pain. But it was like once we got it rolling, though, it just it just all clicked. And the thing was, I, I wanted my co-host to be the voice. I wanted him to be like 70% doing all the talking. And I was like, I'll handle everything in the background. I got that. You know, you don't worry about that. You just show up and talk. <laughs> and I think that's pretty much how it turned out. Mm-hmm. I, I think so, too. Uh, I think except for the Cracker Jack episode is where I kind of stepped up a little more. Uh, well, but, yeah. You know, and you gave me that. You kind of stepped back a little bit. But I think for the most part, man, you've been the voice. And I like that. <laughs> I just like getting info out. Not just info. Mm-hmm. I like correcting misinformation and just mm-hmm. letting, like, teaching. Because that's my that's my job. I like teaching. And I like doing that with Darkwing Duck. And I hope people learn something from this. Yeah, man. So that's how this whole podcast thing came about. You know, I reached out to Mike, you know, getting the social media going, getting our logo, uh, some practices and stuff, you know, practicing the editing with it and stuff. Because I never edited an actual podcast before. My friend Terry did my last one. So this one was my first one, but it, it was so easy to get it going and get it. Once we got our template. I want to I want to learn how to do that. I would love to learn how to edit my own podcast because I would love to do one on my own as well. On topics, mm-hmm. obviously, you wouldn't want to do. I would love to do some of my own, but it's the editing that I can't do. I'd have to learn it. Yeah. It's not It's not too bad, man. You got to get on YouTube or I can give you some you know, basic tools. You know, uh, But the software, you're going to be on your own on that. <laughs> yeah, well, I would need a better computer anyway. Okay. All right. So, Mike, so man. So, it's definitely an expense. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, so Mike, man, what episode are we doing today? What is our final episode? The very last one to air, Extinct Possibility. <sighs> okay, well, do you want to give a little bit of a, a spoiler of what you think of this episode? Or you kind of want to like just go through well, this? Well, okay, so this episode has the distinction of being the only Darkwing Duck episode I never taped. Okay. Um, I don't know why I never taped it. Um, but I just didn't, which means I hadn't seen this one very much. Maybe I, if, if I've you. seen it five times total in my life, that would be that would be generous. Okay. I don't think I really saw it for the first time until it aired on the Disney afternoon. And then I didn't see it again until I got my bootleg set. And maybe I even watched it once or twice. Mm-hmm. Like, like maybe I've watched it six times in my life. And two of those times were for this podcast. Okay. 
So it's the episode I'm least familiar with. And it was one I never liked all that much to go back to. But mm-hmm. now watching it again, I kind of like it. Okay. Like, okay. Not, not a lot. It'll never be one of my favorites. But I do enjoy it. Okay. So, Mike, man, this is going to be the last time I ever ask you this. What is our production and air date order? <laughs> All right. Uh, Saturday, the saddest Saturday ever. Uh, Saturday, <laughs> December uh, 12th, 1992. Uh, and it was 90th in production by production numbers. We know Malice's restaurant was the last one by production numbers. Okay. So, this was second to last. Yes, it was. Um, so, we have Tad back as our story editor. Hey, of course, he better be here for this one. It makes <laughs> sense. Yeah. And he's also one of the writers. And I say one of because he's joined again by Dev Ross. Hi, Dev. <laughs> um, because she wrote this one in Steerminator with Tad, that makes Dev the most prolific Darkwing Duck writer. She wrote the most episodes. Go Dev. He wrote 12, <laughs> uh, 11 of them. Wow. Uh, second would be Doug Langdale. Okay. He wrote the next next most Darkwing Duck episodes. Um, but it's kind of fitting we're ending with the two of them, isn't it? Yeah. That's no, kind of... Go on, go ahead. No, I was going to say, because uh, didn't she write the first one? Or they, they wrote the first one together? Tad wrote that sinking feeling. Okay. Dev uh... did not... One of Dev's, first, I don't remember what Dev's first episode was, but it wasn't that sinking feeling. That was just Tad. Okay. I can't remember what her first one was. Did she... One of her first might have been Apes of Wrath. Or, no, actually, didn't she write What a Way to Go? What, what a, way a Way to Go. To go. That was the very first, um, by production number, that was number one. Mm-hmm. So she wrote that one. But the first one written was that sinking feeling, and that was Tad. Okay. But it's kind of nice to have them back, and... I definitely hear Dev's voice in a lot of Goslin's dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, Goslin stands out in this episode, and it feels like the kind of dialogue Dev would write for her. Um, there is a moment that's very Dev Ross, Goslin, Darkwing. I'll point that out when we get to it. Um, and then finally, we have not Hanho for our last episode. No, we have we have Sun Wu back. Whoa, Sun Wu, really? It's been a while yeah. since you mentioned him. It's been a while, and it's nice because Sun Wu was one of the first studios, and it's kind of nice that we end with them. They were also the most, right? That's definitely the most. Okay, they did the most Darkwing Ducks. Okay, I think they might have been one of the cheapest studios and the fastest studios. Japan and Australia, they were a bit more pricey, but Sun Wu must have had good rates because Disney always used them a lot. I mean, after Darkwing, they animated a lot of episodes of Goof Troop, Bonkers, and Aladdin. But unlike Darkwing, I don't find their episodes of those shows very good, but I love a lot of their Darkwing episodes. Mm-hmm. Twitching Channel, Star is Scorned, Adopticon, Quiver, Wing Quack, Time and Punishment. They did all of those, and those are great episodes. Did, did anything pop for you on this one? One one thing, but it's more of a special effect. It's the time top scenes whenever it travels. Oh, okay, like with the spinning and the electricity and stuff going through it? And I think the villain is drawn very well, but nothing all that amazing, but it's about average for what Sun Wu was. Okay. So I'm not going to complain. Like you said that you had mentioned before we recorded, there was one animation mistake, but even that isn't very bad. Okay, man. uh, 
you know, as a Cracker Jack fan, you know, this is kind of frustrating to see the time. Again. Yeah, this is what, like the second or third time without second, Cracker Jack? And they mention him by name again. I know, man. That's so dirty. <laughs> I wonder how it felt writing him in the episode, but not actually having him in the episode. Yeah. This seems odd to have characters mention him by name when he's not in the show. Mm -hmm. It's such a letdown. Again, this is the last time I'm really going to say it. It was a huge letdown that these episodes did not have Quacker Jack and Bushroot in them. Mm -hmm. Really, really was. But what are you going to do? Yeah, at least we get Castle Lynetta's voice in this one, though. Really, in a really odd way. Yeah. This episode, by the way, is full of guest voice actors. We have a lot of ground to cover, so we really should start. All right, let's get into this plot, Mike, man. All right, we got uh, LP, Goslin, and uh, Darkwing. They're at a museum, and they're talking to uh, Professor something. He's not named. He's not named, okay. Uh, they're at, you know, they're at this museum, and they're discussing a bug that was trapped in a uh, hardened tree sap, and it turned into a rock. They call it an amber, though. A full year before Jurassic Park did this. Really? Yes, Jurassic Park was 93. This was 92. Wow. <laughs> Maybe not a full year, but a good nine months before Jurassic Park. Okay. So interesting, right? I mean, yeah. Darkwing Duck was ahead of the game. Yeah. And the professor, he, he lets Darkwing know that the uh, Amber is over a million years old or something. Yeah. And um, let's mention super quick, the professor was voiced by Andrei Stochka. We have mentioned him before. He was the publicist from Comic Book Capers. Remember that guy? Mm-hmm. Um, this is, isn't his only voice in the episode, but he is this professor. Okay. Um, I do like the joke where Darkwing assumes they called him in for his, you know, detective skills. Mm -hmm. And the professor is like, actually, I always heard you were kind of a goof. <laughs> um, but what, what have they discovered here? Uh, they discovered Darkwing's also in an amber. Yeah, a second Darkwing duck trapped in amber, mm -hmm. where the only animation mistake I can find happens. What is the animation mistake? He doesn't have his mask on in the ambers. In this one shot, in the rest yep. of them he is, but in this one shot, he has no mask on. Mm -hmm. And the drawing of him in the amber is so good that for a second you think he's not supposed to have the mask on. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, Darkwing's trying to figure out what the heck is going on here. Yeah, because he, he really... He was frustrated to be at the museum to begin with. He wanted to go solve some crime. And then once the professor showed him that he was trapped in there, that they now have a mission. They got to figure yeah. out what's going on. Yeah, he so, wants to find out why he's in Amber like that. Yeah. So they head back to the headquarters and, uh, you know, they got to use the Quacker Jack uh, time top. <laughs> no. yeah, they come in up the bridge on the rat catcher. Last time we're going to see either of those very mm -hmm. briefly. And yes, Will, there's the time top. And Launchpad's like, do you really think it's safe to use Quacker Jack's time top? So he is name-checked right there. Mm -hmm. And so Goslin comes in with a giant cage, hoping to catch a herbivore. <laughs> um, she I like she the, wants a pet. <laughs> yeah, I like the dialogue. This is the dialogue I'm talking about, that I feel Dev Ross in this, in this stuff, where Darkwing says, no daughters, absolutely not. He doesn't want her coming. And she is like, you know, I want to be there in case something happens to you. And then she hugs him and, you know, tells him how bad she wants to be there with him. Mm -hmm. And it's really sweet. It definitely feels like the kind of stuff like from Time and Punishment yeah. that Dev wrote. So it definitely feels like her voice coming through. 
So Darkwing has a heart of mush, so he lets her come along. And mm-hmm. Goslin mentions that dinosaurs have like teeth the size of steak knives and launch pads. Like maybe I should stay home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they head back in time, and uh, when they get there, when they arrive, uh, Goslin wants to film everything, but she forgot to charge the battery. Yeah, so no wacky home videos. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Darkwing, he comes out popping out the time top like he's ready to he ready to roll. He ready to get into a gunfight. He got the gas gun pointed out and everything. Yep. But they have to find did they, they have this map out, so they're gonna go you know, look for answers, basically. Yeah, but the map's not as helpful as Darkwing thinks it is. Leads them off a cliff. <laughs> yeah, so they fall into like a creek. It was like a creek, right? Yeah, a stream, creek, something like that. Uh, and they they spot a dinosaur. Yes, a big duck-billed dinosaur. And Goslin's like, you know, they're plant eaters. Of course, that's the theory. But then <laughs> the dinosaur starts to talk. Yeah, he starts talking and puts on some glasses. So here is the first of our guest voices, um, one of the bigger ones in this episode. So this dinosaur can talk, and his name is Dr. Denton. He is voiced by Stuart Pankin. If you don't know the name, I'm sure you recognize this voice, okay? Um, Stuart Pankin was born in 1946. He's still active. He's still very active. He's still doing lots of things. Um, Started acting in 74. As far as voice acting goes, uh, Darkwing Duck, this episode was his very first animation role. Oh, wow. So he's getting a start at Darkwing Duck. He did other voices for Disney. He was a couple of characters on Bonkers. He was a semi-reoccurring character on Aladdin. Um, But... He was also on Quack Pack and Hercules, but I'm going to, I'm going to say, and I don't think this is wrong. His most famous voice acting role wasn't on a cartoon. He was the voice of Earl Sinclair on Dinosaurs. Earl was the main, the main Earl dinosaur. Earl was the father. Yeah. You watched a little bit of that at the beginning of the year, right? Yeah. I think I watched like maybe eight to 10 episodes, somewhere around there. Yeah. I marathoned it. Mm-hmm. It really holds up because its themes are very relevant and it's got one of the darkest series finale I've ever seen in my entire life. But anyway, that's Stuart Pankin. He's Dr. Denton and he was Earl Sinclair as well. So again, it's a voice that it's unforgettable. You know this man. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's continue with the story. What's going on now, Will? All right. He goes gets a net to catch her all three and Darkwing caught on to what he was going to say, but he caught on too late. <laughs> oh, yeah? hmm Yeah, so Dr. Denton, he catches them in the net. He thinks uh, they're mutants. Yeah, he thinks they're mutants. <laughs> and he doesn't believe anything that Darkwing's saying about them coming from the future. Yes. Um, I do love this. I wouldn't say it's a joke, but it's a really clever thing that happens here. Dr. Denton mentions... Um, that they had these monkey creatures coming down from the trees and using tools, but we put a stop to that. <laughs> these dinosaurs stopped human evolution. Yep. I find that incredibly clever and explains why in this universe, ducks are the dominant species. Yep. <laughs> I, do, I do very much love that. I think that's very clever. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, you know, you're not from the future. I've seen the future. And we see a prehistoric St. Canard. Uh, it's called Duckbillville. Yeah. But these dinosaurs are a little bit backwards with their technology. Um, the whole town, the whole city are just duckbill dinosaurs. 
and they're part of the technosaurs. That's their, you know, that's their race. That's their league. That's, that's what they're part of. Mm-hmm. But Will, do you remember some of their really backwards technology? Yeah. They had a uh, concrete tires on rubber roads. Um, yeah. They had a elevator that was a building. Um, the car phone was like basically like a pay phone, but when the car drove by, they would run and hand them the phone and like the wire was still stretching and stuff. Yeah, the attendant ran alongside the car with the mm-hmm. phone. Uh, the attendant, by the way, is Jim. That's unmistakable, that voice. You know that's <laughs> Jim. Um, so yeah, everything's pretty much backwards. And then Denton takes the three of them, Darping, Launchpad, and Goslin, to a Technosaur meeting. Mm-hmm. And we meet a bunch more new characters, a bunch more new guest voices. Uh, I'll run through them really quick. Uh, the head of the Technosaurs is Sir Glumfield, He's voiced again by Andre Stojka. And, you know, he's in charge of the meeting. He gets everything in order. And then we hear from two female technosaurs who talk about their latest inventions. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is Dr. Fernchu. She was voiced by a woman named Diz White. I don't know much about her. In fact, IMDb has no birth date for her. She started voice acting in 85 on Inspector Gadget. Um, aside from Darkwing, the only other Disney thing was an episode of Bonkers. It's always Bonkers. It's always Darkwing and then Bonkers for some reason. And various other things, nothing really all that important to mention and no credits after 2008. So maybe she's retired. Mm -hmm. But Dr. Fernchu shows a self-cleaning oven. Will, what's wrong with this oven? Uh, It's really uh, a washing machine. (laughs) It's really a washing machine clothes, yeah. Mm -hmm. The The next technosaur is Professor Bump Rock. She's voiced by a woman named Valerie, Valerie Bromfield. Uh, Valerie Bromfield was an actress and a writer. She was born in 49, started voice acting in 74. Um, no other Disney shows, but she was on Camp Candy, Tiny Toons, Animaniacs, um, very, very minor ro- roles and all that stuff. Much like Diz White, no voice acting credits after 2008, so she must be retired too. Okay. So she's Bump Rock, and what's Bump Rock's scientific contribution? Uh, wasn't it tree sap as facial moisturizer or something? Yep. How do, that's, that doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. No, not at all. <laughs> so Darkwing starts criticizing all the inventions. Nothing makes sense. Mm-hmm. And no, they, they, they poke fun at his costume. And what does he tell them? Uh, he tells them uh, that he's a crime fighter. And he's like, don't you have any crime? Mm-hmm. And they do have crime. Yep. Kind of. Because Johnny T is coming to town, uh, mm-hmm. Sir Glumfield says. And so they here fear comes, him. Yeah, here comes Johnny T. Um, he is the biggest bright spot in this episode. I think he's a really great under-the-radar kind of villain that nobody talks about. Like, at all. You never see him referenced. Um, So Johnny T is a motorcycle-riding blue T-Rex in a leather jacket and scarf. And I like this guy mainly for his voice. So one last... uh, This is the last time we're doing this, Will. Talking about a new voice actor. This is the end. Okay. So Johnny T-Rex is voiced by Chick Venera. This guy is cool. I love this guy's voice. Um, he was born in 47, started voice, started acting in 74, started voice acting in seven, in 86. 
um, after this Darkwing role was one of his first animated roles. Um, he did a voice on Bonkers, which I will mention only because the character he played on Bonkers was a villain. His sidekick was voiced by Tino and Santa. Oh, Bushroot. So we had Chick Venera, this guy, and Bushroot in the same episode of Bonkers as villains, which I thought was pretty cool. Terrible episode of Bonkers, as many of them are. <laughs> but it's, it's worth checking out just to hear Chick Venera and Tino and Santa in the same episode. But this guy's most famous voice acting role was as Pesto, the pigeon on Animaniacs, one of the good feathers. Okay. You know good feathers, right? You know mm -hmm. Animaniacs? Uh, not like that, but I, I, I'm, I'm familiar with it. It was a trio of Goodfellas pigeons, the Italian mafia pigeons, basically. Mm -hmm. And he was the Joe, Be Joe Pesci pigeon. Okay. <laughs> who'd always scream, you know, that's it. What do you mean by that? You're saying I'm sticky? Stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, he's not really doing the Italian voice with Johnny T-Rex, but you absolutely know it's him if you know uh, Animaniacs. Okay. Unfortunately, Chick Venera died um, this year. Oh, um, no. July 7th, 2021 from cancer. He was 74. Luckily, a podcast called the Animaniacast was able mm -hmm. to get the voice actors from the Good Feathers together two years ago, right before COVID for a reunion. Oh man! So he got to get together with his um, fellow voice actors to do those characters one more time, which was nice. He got to do that. But unfortunately, Chick's no longer with us. So rest in peace. But getting back to the episode, uh, Chick, um, Johnny T-Rex has two lackeys. Who are his lackeys, Will? Uh, Mudflap and Throttle. So Mudflap is an orange T-Rex who's voiced by Stuart Pankin. Throttle is a weird one. He's a red T-Rex. Who is he voiced by? The GOAT, man, Dan Castellaneta. Yeah, and Throttle has two lines of dialogue. I wasn't sure if it was right because I got the information initially on IMDb, but mm -hmm. Dan is in the credits of the episode. So it must be him, right? Yeah, it's got to be him. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't sound like him, though. Whenever I hear Dan, I have to think of his Simpson characters. And I, I just don't hear the voice. But if it says it's Dan, it must be Dan. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what happens next? Let's, let's start, like, really talking about this, this conflict here. All right. Well, Johnny sees Darkwing and Goss and LP, and he thinks they're an appetizer. Yep. All right, well, this is it. The last this entrance. Is the very last Darkwing <laughs> entrance, at least on film. Mm-hmm. We're going to get a lot of them in the comics coming up, you know, all the boom and Joe book stuff, but this is the last one. And I'm going to do it in full because it's okay. my one chance to do it. I am the terror that flaps in the night. I am the limestone that petrifies your bones. I am Darkwing Duck. And that's it. That's the last one. Oh, man. Thank God <laughs> this episode has an entrance. Wouldn't it be sad if it didn't? Yeah. But then, so, uh, yeah, so Darkwing, he, yeah, he, he's going the, after Johnny now. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. But I do love when he makes his entrance, mm -hmm. uh, Mudflap looks at him and goes, whoa, that is one weird-looking thingy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, Will, what happens next? Well, Darkwing tries to drop kick Johnny. Yeah, what happens to him? Uh, he, like, shatters into pieces. <laughs> that is classic Darkwing Duck. We have not seen that in a while, which mm -hmm. I attribute to Tad, totally. Darkwing being just able to do anything like a cartoon character um and then throttle almost bites off darkwing's head yep luckily it's in his collar and it pops out very cartoony but they're able to defeat all three of them 
Yeah, Goslin used the elevator building and uh, LP runs over both of their tails. And then Darkwing crashes into Johnny and throws him right into the wall. Yeah, and they think but, they, they defeated them, but not really. <laughs> but Johnny's actually amused. Yeah, he, he comes he's, brushing it off like, man, that was nothing. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I like your guts. He's like, who put the little guy up to this? Like, Johnny's fun. Just to listen to him is great. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's not going to attack Darkwing, but he does plan to eat all the technosaurs to yeah. get even, basically. Mm-hmm. He's like, this is good. And this is breakfast. This is brunch. He plans to eat all of them. It's mm-hmm. great. Um, and the next shot, they have Glumfield. They have him in a salad bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Glumfield's like, oh, very funny acting. Mm-hmm. They're seasoning um, him, too. Did you see... Uh... Uh, Mudflat was putting the, I mean, Throttle was putting the seasoning on him. These guys are not playing around. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Goslin's like, you can't out-macho a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Mm-hmm. And um, so Johnny apparently comes there every so often to see their technology. And apparently it's one of those things where if he's impressed, he spares them. Yeah. Um, but their offerings are pathetic. Even though they've adjusted things to Darkwing specifications, the the chicken that they take out of the oven which doesn't make any sense i don't know how they have a chicken um has bubbles all over it and the tree sap they're using to keep insects away which has the exact opposite effect Mm -hmm. and like johnny's like that's it and he's like i think it's time to eat and he gets ready to eat them Mm -hmm. so what does darkwing do well didn't uh goslin come up with the idea right yeah a challenge yeah, she comes up with the idea of a challenge, but Darkwing was trying to protect the the council. The uh, what were they called again? The Technosaurs. The Technosaurs. Yeah, he was trying to protect them. And Goslin says he's going to beat uh, these guys to their own game, and Launchpad goes eating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so no motorcycles. Yeah, she challenges them to a motorcycle race. Okay. Um. Why did it take ninety one episodes to get to a motorcycle race? I, I mean, know, Darkwing man. Duck rides a motorcycle. <laughs> like, this should have been something we should have gotten ages ago. But I think it's cool. We finally, we're finally getting a motorcycle race. And I mm-hmm. think that's really awesome. Yeah. Uh, um, and until they have the race the following day, Johnny says, nobody eats. Um, so Glumfield is spared. Yep. But Darkwing needs a motorcycle because he doesn't have the rat catcher here. Well, he gets a, a he different gets version. <laughs> he gets a different version, but he's not but happy guess, with it. No, because I guess Launchpad was put in charge of it, but they tweak Launchpad's, you know, they insisted on tweaking it. Yeah. So, of course, this motorcycle has the concrete tires. It is the concrete um, tires, and uh, they put... It's big. They put tree sap in something, and his in the gear crankcase. got stuck. Okay. They put it in the crankcase, yeah. Um, so here's, unfortunately, and it isn't the episode's fault, this entire race is really, really almost murdered by Disney Plus tampering. You noticed all of that, right? Please tell me you noticed how no. often it slows down, gets darker. Ah, oh, I did not notice that. Oh, it happens a lot during. Did you watch it on Disney Plus or during or an old bootleg set? No, I watched it on Disney Plus. Yeah, they slowed a lot of it down. They darkened the screen. They took around, They took out some frames. It. There are a few shots that look really bad. Um, I was hoping it wouldn't happen on the last episode, but they did it. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, how does this race go, Will? Um, start Darkwing's getting smoked at first. He's way behind. 
Well, it's the syrup, it's the syrup in the crankcase, basically. Yeah, and then uh, I believe it was Mudflap or Throttle. One of them knocked the tree down or something, and then Darkwing and them had to take a detour. Yep, he's like, this is a shortcut. Like Darkwing's a real badass in this in this race. He really is. Yeah, and then Thr- Throttle gets eliminated. Um, he fell off the cliff, right? One of them falls off a cliff, and the other one crashes into a tree. Throttle hit the tree. Mudflap fell off the cliff. Yeah, that's how it happened. And yeah. Then, um, and when he falls off the cliff, he hits the ground, and the entire landscape gets sucked in. Yeah, and then uh, Johnny realizes that Darkwing's now ahead. So he, no, no, he sees Darkwing's catching up. So he- This uh, I do not like, he says. Yeah, he de- he destroys the rubber road. Well, he swings a club at Darkwing. Yeah, he destroys the road, he deflates it. Mm-hmm. And because the road has now got no rubber, Darkwing's tires disintegrate. And Johnny's motorcycle basically just digs itself into the ground. Yeah, and then- uh, Johnny starts rolling down uh, the cliff and he scoops up Darkwing. Yeah, he scoops up Darkwing. Uh, Darkwing ends up landing on the finish line and then uh, Johnny hits an elevator building and bounces off somewhere. And flies <laughs> miles and miles away. We don't see where he lands. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Darkwing won and it's time to go home. Yep. So uh, didn't walk, yeah, didn't walk them back to the time, uh, the time top uh what did he take out was it the uh, engine oh he took out the engine oh wow <laughs> he's like that's what made it spin <laughs> yeah that's what made it spin and he's and then Denton says i thought this made it spin so he actually grabs a little pole at the top of the time top and spins it and then uh goslin and uh lp Launch they take back. off yeah they're inside so they take off yeah they're gone so they're back in the present time and Darkwing's like i'm stuck here what am i gonna do and <laughs> they finally figured out the syrup they figured out you can have it as a pan. You can have it on pancakes. Mm-hmm. And then Denton's like, "Well, you're gonna start a new life here. How, let's have some pancakes." And he accidentally hits Darkwing with his tail. Darkwing falls into the syrup, which solidifies, and they leave him that way. Yep. They're like, "Ooh, I discovered the paperweight," and they leave <laughs> him like that. Yeah, and then we see all the years go by. We see the snow. We see everything. <laughs> yep, he's underwater. He's in the snow. And then we're at the museum now, and the professor's trying to chip them out. Okay, so we got the final lines from Goslin, Darkwing, and Launchpad. I'm going. I am going to say them because this is the it. last time these characters are going to talk. Pretty much, Darkwing has a few lines in a Bonkers episode the following year, mm-hmm. but this is their last lines in Darkwing Duck. Okay. So Goslin comes running in. Goslin goes, We've got to get Darkwing out of that amber. And she takes the chisel and and Launchpad hits it. And she's like, sorry, we don't have that kind of time. And Darkwing comes out of the out of the out of the amber and he goes, Anyone know what Eon it is? And that's his last line. And then Launchpad says, Sorry about smashing that priceless amber. And that's Hmm. Launchpad's final line. And then the professor says, Oh, that's okay. Because what does the professor have? He got Johnny. Yeah, he's like, we have another discovery. It's an even bigger slab of ember. And it's a beautiful drawing of Johnny T-Rex in the ember. Like, he's mm-hmm. drawn really great. And the professor goes, we think we can ship him out too. Mm-hmm. And that's it. The final episode of Darkwing Duck ends. That's it. That's, man. It. that's a wrap, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's the end. Bada boom, bada bing. It's over. All right, so Mike, let's get into the scoring, man. 
amongst many other episodes, this one does not stand out. But when you have to isolate it like we're doing here and talk about it and take notes on it, mm -hmm. I like it. And this is pretty much what happened to me with Hot Spells. Okay. I didn't like it a lot until I really studied it. This one is fun. Darkwing and Goslin and Launchpad are all written in character. The Sun Wu animation is great. The change of pace, going somewhere else entirely, back in, back in the past, is, is just fun. It's a fun idea. I like the idea of they got rid of the human evolution and explains why ducks are the dominant life form on Earth now. I like that. I love Johnny T-Rex and the voice actors across the board are fun in this one too. Definitely. Um, Stuart Pankin and Chick Venera especially are, these are some of their earliest cartoon roles, but they're really doing a great job, especially Chick Venera. Mm -hmm. um, it's fun. I love the ending. I think it's a really funny twist. And this episode was doing the Amber thing long before Jurassic Park came out. So this gives it points as well. I'm going to give it a three. I okay. wasn't expecting to rate it that high until I watched it. Okay. I was expecting it to give it a one and a half or a two, but I enjoyed it enough that I, I feel totally okay with a three. Okay. How about you? All right, Mike. Um, I, I enjoyed the episode. I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's funny. I like how they go back in time. And this is the, I believe the only time we've ever seen, no, it's the second time we've seen dinosaurs. Jurassic Jumble. Yeah, Jurassic Jumble. So it's the second time we see dinosaurs. Uh, the joke you said, like, uh, where they stop mankind from the, uh, evolving. Uh, everything's backwards. It's, there's a lot of jokes, you know, in, uh, with the inventions and stuff. Uh, the progression. It's really, it's really smart. Yeah, the episode it's, it's, is actually very smart. It definitely is. It's, it's very smart. <sighs> Johnny T, Mudflap, and Throttle are, are funny villains. They work. Uh, I, I see why you enjoy them so much. Uh, the lackeys, even though they don't have that many lines, they're your classic lackeys, you know? They're, they're yeah. awesome at it, you know? Um, I only have one problem with this episode, Mike. What's that? The placement of it. Yeah, that is absolutely that, my one problem, too. That is my only issue with this episode. It does not fit as the finale episode. I think... Malice's restaurant was better off being the final one. It really should have aired that way. I don't yeah. know why it didn't. I'm sure all the episodes were done by the time they aired. They could have switched them. They should have swapped those two. They should have. They really should have swapped them. Mm -hmm. The only reason why I think this is a theory and it's totally out there. The only reason why I think this one aired when it did mm -hmm. the goof troop episode that aired after this was also a prehistoric episode. It was called Clan of the Cave Goof. Oh. Maybe ABC wanted two prehistoric episodes of the Disney shows airing mm -hmm. the same day. That's the only reason, and it's an out there theory. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's why this one aired last. It's like, oh, we have this Goof Troop episode that takes place in the prehistoric past. Mm -hmm. Let's do that with Darkwing too. Otherwise, I don't know why it was last. Now, remember, Mike just used the word theory three times so don't go on social media well mike russo confirmed he didn't confirm it <laughs> mike russo has also been saying darkly dawns the duck isn't the pilot but nobody listens to me <laughs> <laughs> all right so but my score for this episode mike two and a half okay i'm that's fine two and a half um, it's just weird it's just the series kind of ends very 
what's the word I'm looking for? It just ends very just with a kind of not, not really a whimper, mm-hmm. but it doesn't end in a big way. Yeah. You, you'd hope it would end with Megavolt or Negaduck or even Morgana mm-hmm. or something in St. Canard. But mm-hmm. this episode is so far removed from what usually happens on the show. Mm-hmm. For it to be last, it's kind of like there is no more after this one, really? Yeah, I, yeah. It, it was just a bad placement, man. That's all. That's all it was. This this episode is not bad at all. It's just no. bad placement. Let's rate Johnny. Okay, what do you want to give him? I'm going to give him a three. Um, a lot of it is on the strength of that voice. I really love listening to Chick Fenera talk. Like he brings the character to life. He really does. He might be one of my favorite one shots from ABC season two. Mm-hmm. I would say he's, I would say maybe he's number one, one shot. And then after him is some men head. Um, I enjoy him. I think it's cool. A, a blue T-Rex, the color choices are really great. And I wouldn't have minded seeing him again. Although I don't know how they would have brought him back. Okay. Um, but again, it's mainly the voice. And it's just because I'm so familiar with, with this voice actor. I just enjoy his work. Mm-hmm. Um, so three, he's fun. He has the motorcycles. He gives Darkwing a good fight. You cannot macho a T-Rex. I believe him that he would eat these dinosaurs if he could. Mm-hmm. Like he's got these, he's got a great design, the big teeth in his mouth. He's cool. I like him. Okay. Um. Mike, I think I'm gonna go a little higher than you. Really? Yes, and I'm 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 everything you said transfer it over to my speech. Okay, everything you just said, but I'm gonna add one more thing to you. What's that? I, I think his lackeys give him a little bit of a boost, man. They're funny. Yeah, the lackeys give him a really a bit of a boost because he's already intimidating. He shows his, you know, like his strength when Darkwing tries to kick him, but it's like. I don't have to do all this work. I just sent my little my lackeys to take care of this, you know? And the lackeys were hilarious, man. Yeah. And I I again I love Mudflap's line. Whoa, that is one weird looking thingy. Like just that one line makes me love those two guys. Mm-hmm. I love it when Darkwing makes an entrance and the villain doesn't even give a crap and is like, it makes fun of them. Or it's like that's one weird looking thingy. Like it did. Like his entrance on didn't even phase them at all. Yeah. Because they're they T Rexes. They don't care. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I agree with you. I definitely yeah. agree with you. Yeah, I, I think the la- for me the lackeys boosted him up his score just a half a point because lackeys can't give you a full score in my opinion. No, unless it's Banana Brain. <laughs> no, yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, but other than that, though, man, uh, I, I like Johnny T, man. I, I like him. He's three and a half. As you said, though, for a one-shot villain, awesome. He, he's definitely awesome, for especially just, for season two. I'm just surprised he was never mentioned or referenced in any of the comics. Uh, most characters were. Mm-hmm. He never was, and I'm surprised. I mean, even Cement Head and the Bugmaster were in the Joe Books comics. Mm-hmm. They, they never mentioned Johnny T-Rex. Yeah. Oh, well, it is what it is. All right, so Mike, that's, that's it. it. Yeah, the sixteenth possibility, man. We are done with ninety-one episodes, Mike. What we what do we have next, man? What's coming on next? So we have to wrap up. So mm-hmm. for our final episode-related uh, podcast, we have a lot more planned. Don't worry, but this is going to be our last episode related to the show. Mm-hmm. We're going to me and Will are going to count down our individual top tens based on the scores we gave them on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you guys can 
imagine what some of our highest ones are. You guys know our favorites. Yep. But we are going to arrange them by preference based on our scores, and we're going to count them down. Okay. And it'll be interesting to see which ones we have in common, where we differ, and um, how our lists look. You know what I might do, Mike, since you said you will get my score for me? Yeah, I, th- I can I, go through it. I think I'm going to write what I think my top 10 is, and then when you give me my list, I might like, whoa, I didn't see that one uh, sneaking up in there based on score, you know? And I might throw out my bottom five just to, just to, because I'm curious to see what my bottom five actually are. Okay. Although I think <laughs> most people, I think most people know what my, like, my, my least, my two least are, but we will have, we'll just have fun with this. It's a okay. great way to, it's a great way to wrap things up. Okay. All right. So Mike, uh, after we do that episode, um, I have a few things planned to do with Stan and I still got to get something out with Bill. Yeah. Uh, but then me, you will also knock out um, the boom series. Well, you basically you're hearing it here first guys. I don't think we mentioned this yet. Mm-hmm. We're going to do the comics like the boom and the Joe ones. We're going to do each episode will be an issue. So you have a lot of, you have a lot more content to look forward to. There are 18, 18, like 18 Joe booms. There are eight Joe books. Um, there's dangerous currency. We have a lot to talk about still. Okay. So that's where we're headed, but we're going to, you know, Will's going to do this stuff with Stan. We're going to do our top tens. We might take an actual break where Mondays might go past with no episodes. Maybe it will, maybe it won't, mm-hmm. but I think we are entitled to a break. Right. 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 Will. Yeah. I mean, what we've been on this for what, two years and a couple of months. Two years, yeah. And every Monday, they got an episode of something. Every Monday for two years. And sometimes you got something else. Yeah, they got the flash cracks a few times. Which so. we which we stopped doing when we realized that um, unrelated episodes on Mondays extended the life of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like, why are we doing flash cracks when if we do them on Mondays, yeah. it takes longer. Yep. We should have been we should have been done months ago. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just enjoyable doing this. Yeah, man. But Mike, man, you know, throughout this whole recording of the 91 episodes, man, uh, you know, uh, it was fun working with you on these, man. We got it done. You know, I never thought we would get this far, to be honest with you. You know, most podcasts don't go their whole route. Um, I see many podcasts that get started and then they bail. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, there was a Darkwing podcast that bailed right before we started. They got up to heavy mental and then they for one reason or another they decided they were done and that's when right after that is when you contacted me Mm -hmm. it was perfect timing yeah you know and throughout the whole life of this podcast so far man i just got to say uh it's been an honor working with you on these men and it's been an honor with our zoom friends uh the darkwing chat group we got um uh, try and help me if I miss somebody's name. So shout out to Bill, shout out to Tiffany, shout out to Stan, Owen, Tori, uh, Lynette, Jordan, Jordan, Andrew. Michelle, Andrew, uh, Felicia, Felicia, Tim. Uh, I think that was everybody. Everybody from our community who has been on the show with us. I think we mentioned. Yeah, and then shout out to Beltran, uh, Adrian Mateo. Um, I- I'm missing way too many people. Leslie Street. 
dude, there, there's just way too many people for me to name. There's a lot. Uh, thank you to everybody. Also, thank you to the Darkwing Forever group. Uh, without you guys, our, our our following would not have started the growth that it, it before, where it is now. Before yeah. we spread on social media, mm-hmm. this is where this is what was helping us. Like the mod, the administrator from that group was really helpful yep. to get us out there at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Very and, you know, helpful. Of course, thank you to who does our Instagram. That's Jordan. No, that's Tim. Yeah. No, no, and, our Instagram? Yeah. Stan runs our Instagram. Stan's Instagram and Reddit, right? Yeah, he runs his, uh No, no, I run, Oh, my God, we're screwing this we're, up. We're confusing each other. I run, I run the Instagram. Uh, Stan does Twitter and Reddit. Right, and who yeah. does... Oh, Owen, you started the Twitter, but then once right. he started... Once that's he started, could, yeah, that's once he started his film. School and he couldn't, yeah, yeah, he couldn't do it anymore. But so. that that's really helped us too. And of course, thank you to all the people who worked on or with Darkwing Duck. Yeah, that have been on with us either on an episode, in an interview, or in the virtual panel. And we could name a lot of them, but I, there were a lot of people who actually who who helped us. It was pretty amazing. Yeah, man. All right, so Mike, man, uh, for the people tuning in for the first and for the last episode, where can they find us? We are everywhere and amazingly still growing. We are Stitcher, Spotify, Google, iTunes, uh, YouTube. You can see our faces on YouTube if you want to do that. iHeartRadio, Radio Public, uh, Pocket Cast, Pandora, and Facebook. See, we're still growing. Yep. And um, I guess we did all of our shout outs already, haven't we? Mm-hmm, definitely. But uh, the biggest shout out, the biggest shout out of all is the man, Tad Stones, for yeah. giving us this show in the first place. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and Dev Ross for writing this and some of the best episodes of the show. Shoot, she wrote the best episode of the show, The Haunting of Mr. Banana Brain. Yeah. <laughs> and Time and Punishment and Quiverwing Quack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so definitely, That's... man. It, you know... I got to talk about all 91 episodes, Mike, of uh, my favorite. Well, I don't want to say my favorite because Transformers up there too for me. So it's uh... yes, saying <laughs> saying my favorite is hard because The Simpsons is right up there too. Okay, I watch The Simpsons as much as I watch Darkwing Duck, if not more. But I don't want to sit around mm-hmm. talking about The Simpsons. People have done that, mm-hmm. but no one's done this with Darkwing Duck. Yeah, definitely nobody has, man. So. Man, uh, hopefully we can still growing. Uh, guys, tune in. We got more podcast stuff. Just no more uh, 91 episodes. We're done with that. Uh, comics are coming. We may do some more toy stuff. Uh, I plan on doing some YouTube stuff. Uh, I also want to like record me going to these convention and uh, start a series called The Darkwing Hunt or something like that, where I'm like looking for Darkwing at these cons. Uh, it's not a common thing, so but maybe I'll get lucky and find stuff from time to time and can show you guys and... Uh, who knows, man? The sky's the limit. Maybe some other podcasts is in the near future for different shows or something, you know? You said the sky's the limit. And the first thing I thought of was the, the, the sky's, sky's the, the limit. <laughs> Darkwing Duck has basically invaded my life over the past 30 years. And I, I can't, I'll never be able to get away from it. I, yeah. But I love it that much. It's just, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and who knows, man? Maybe me and Mike will go live or do like a quick little flash quack when some of these things come out, these Q figs and that Beast Kingdom and stuff, you know? Or he yeah, never those Q, knows. Those Q figs are taking forever. 
You never know that reboot. That reboot ever does drop, me and Mike will be on it day one, guaranteed. (laughs) When when and if, I'm thinking when, because we know it's a thing. When Mm -hmm. that reboot comes out, we'll be here doing episode reviews as they air. Definitely. Absolutely. We'll we'll promise that right now. Mm -hmm. We will find a way to like do episode reviews like week of mm-hmm. if we have to. Absolutely. We, we want to <laughs> be there. Whatever we hear you'll about the show, you'll hear from us. Don't worry. We're going to be there for it. Yeah. All right, guys. That's, so it? Th- that's it, man, uh, for all the 91 episodes. But don't don't abandon us. Don't unsubscribe. Don't unfollow us. We still going to be dropping stuff, man. Definitely. All right. So, guys, for the last time on a 91 episodes, stay dangerous. Better watch out, you bad boys. (laughs) Good night, everyone. Good night.